If you want to find the secrets of the universe, think in terms of energy, frequency, and vibration. Nikola Tesla. In Think Energy, we'll delve into the world of universal energy and the people who use it to help others in a positive way. Hi, my name is Kevin McDonald, and I will act as your guide, bringing to you interesting people and concepts that, at their core, are all about energy. Be a Reiki, Feng Shui, energy healing, mediumship, psychic phenomenon, and many other energy-based modalities. We will dive deep into the work they do and maybe even get a reading or two. I hope that you'll join us for a fascinating discussion about, well, energy. And welcome, everybody, to one of the very first Think Energy shows that we've done. We're excited about this. We're going to be doing this all the time. And uh, it's Fridays is going on KKNW is going to become uh, Metaphysical Friday. And my friend and co-host today, her name is uh, Dana Parker, and she is right there. Hey, Dana, how are you? Hi. I'm so excited to be here. That like gave me chills. I can just feel the ripple effect of this mm-hmm. incredible opportunity and podcast, and I'm so excited to be a part of it. I'm so grateful and filled with gratitude. Thank you, Kevin. Oh, you're so welcome. It's gonna it's gonna be great fun. And because this is your first one, you have brought along a couple of good friends of yours who also are podcasters of note. Yes. And uh, so we're gonna talk about their podcast. We're gonna talk about them. And uh, they are also very gifted um, psychically and spiritually. And so we are going to talk about that. And, uh, by the way, if somebody wants to join us, uh, you, can, you can join us by uh, uh, logging in with the StreamYard.com link that's right below you. And we'll see if anybody wants to be brave enough to do that. So, Dana, would you like to introduce the two people that are going to be with us for, for as, long as, as long as it takes? Yeah, right? (laughs) Yes. I am so excited that this is the first podcast and and it's to me so the first podcast for Think Energy. And you know, my first thought as Kevin and I were talking about this particular podcast, I thought I deserve to do this with Candace and Jen. And they have been good friends uh for several years. It feels like we're all soul sisters from several lifetimes. And, um, you know, we, I, I, they are, they're the founders of Modern Sage. They have a Modern Sage podcast. They have a YouTube channel. I highly recommend looking them up. Their content is incredible. Um, you will learn so much about yourself, about life as you check them out. Um, let me introduce Candace first. Candace um, is a longtime friend of mine. She is a medicine woman, a, an herbalist, a Reiki master. Um, you name it. She is so gifted. Uh, several years ago, I got an incredible opportunity to join a women's circle where I was introduced to Candace and just for the, for one of the first times in my life felt at ease as a woman with a group of women. Candace has an amazing way of creating sacred space for people. And she has amazing psychic gifts, intuitive gifts. And um, she has been there for me personally through some of my my biggest, hardest, most incredible transitions in life, uh, hard, hard things, and has helped me navigate. So she is an incredibly, I mean, anyone who gets an opportunity to spend time with her in a session will leave different, feeling different about themselves in life. 
So that's Candace. Thank um, you, Soul right. Sister. Welcome. I love you. You're so incredible. Um, Jen, Jen is an incredibly gifted, I would say generationally gifted healer. Um, she she's a, she channels uh, spirit and in lots of different avenues and, and ways. She's very gifted. Um, I've had the opportunity to also do sessions with her where I've been able to connect to those on the other side, um, ancestors, loved ones, and receive really profound messages that have strengthened me um, in my life. So she's so gifted. Uh, she also brings a fun, a lightness of fun about things. And maybe it's just our energies together when they come together, <laughs> but uh, fun and peace. So Jen is just a, a powerful healer. It's been an honor to watch her step into her gifts and really claim those gifts um, and put herself out there. She's been one of those individuals uh, that have, has really inspired me to put myself out there. And we've kind of supported each other in, through it and in it and all of us. So um, Thank you. this amazing, amazing, this amazing duo, I guess. <laughs> 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 I gotta ask you first. How did you have? How did the two of you meet? Jen and I, or yeah. Dana? No, Jen and you. Oh gosh, I I was referred to Jen for a reading for mediumship. Did and Dana refer you? I think Dana referred you. Was it Dana? Yes. <laughs> and well, oh, there it's we go. A tight circle. <laughs> yep. No. <laughs> and I went to her right after my mother-in-law passed and she just gave the most loving, angelic reading for me. I just loved her presence and she's so gifted and everything that she gave to me was so accurate and right on the money. And, and it was interesting because when I met Jen, I felt like I had known her you know, for a long time. It did not feel like someone I just met. I just, I don't know, there's just something about her I just get, and I just know. And I told her um, that the impression I got as well when I was with her is like, I don't, like, I don't know how we're gonna work together, but I feel like at some point we're gonna end up working together. And so just kind of allowed spirit to guide us. And, and here we are now, we are hosting Modern Sages podcast. and. And it's just been an absolute joy. Best business partner ever. And you just, you just finished season one, yes. and uh, you've 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 done thirteen episodes, and it's it's going well, from what I understand. Um, but I do more than you do. <laughs> so yes. I would like to have you guys on on a regular basis because well, you're Kevin. You're... Thank you so much. By the way, thank you so much for having us on today. It just is such a joy to be here. Absolutely. Well, we're just so we're so we're so pleased. I'm I'm so pleased that see I met I met uh, Dana about six seven months ago. Was that was that about right? Yeah. <laughs> Excuse me. And um, I had no idea that we would form the connection that we have, but mm -hmm. it, it's been a very very close connection. And so when when uh, I but I did not realize I did not know that she was uh, interested in metaphysics and interested in energy. Because she she plays it as a very straight <laughs> coach kind of thing, and and when I mentioned that that we were going to do, uh, um, I, I I love this this topic 
And so we were going to do uh, Think Energy. Um, and um, and she was like, oh, really? I would love I've got these people and I've got these people and I know these. And it's like, this is I love this stuff. And it's like, what? That, that is not that's not that's not the, that's not the girl that I knew. Uh, but but it, but it's great fun. So, so I, I love talking about this stuff. I, th- I think you guys are amazing because you step out and you are connected to spirit and connected to the other side in a way that I think everybody is, but most people deny it. And uh, and so, Jen, I got to ask you, because uh, Dana was telling me that there was a period of time when you had to work into your gifts to understand your gifts and and to embrace them, to love them and to utilize them. Was that is, is that fair? Yeah, that's pretty accurate. It's been kind of an up and down experience. Um, having this gift as a child, I felt people around me ever since I was little. And so along with that came a lot of anxiety (laughs) and kind of just always feeling like I was being watched and not knowing why. So it was very intense. Um, And as I got older, I came to understand that this gift lies within our family. And for some, it lies dormant. But I believe, just like you did say, Kevin, is that we all have this innate ability within us. Some might be a little more fluid in it than others, but we can all learn how to honing on these specific gifts and so it's just been an it's been an up and down roller coaster but it's been amazing to just know that like as we step into our gifts or as we honor what our heart calls us to do we can really find purpose and it's been lessons you know like as I got started I just you know I was working in a demo assistant job and I was going to college and I would do readings occasionally on the side And every time after a reading, I felt so fulfilled. And I'd go to school and I'd go to my job and I just felt depleted. And every day at the end of the day, I'm like, there's gotta be more. Like my life is so short here. Is this what I'm supposed to be doing? And so, you know, in the middle of the semester, I just decided I'm gonna drop out of school. I'm gonna quit my job. And I moved back home with my parents so that I could just focus on stepping into having sessions which is when I met Dana, you know, I was at an energy conference there. And then after that, it just kind of opened up from that point. So it's just been a learning opportunity, but I feel like I've been able to connect a lot into my ancestors and to see why, like why they use their gifts or how they strengthen their gifts versus those who shut it down. So it's kind of been to get started. It was kind of this coaching back and forth with my ancestors. And then it's kind of evolved from there and, Working with Candace as well um, has been such a blessing, too, because it feels like, you know, when you step into spiritual gifts or anyone in the energetic, metaphysic in this space, is it can feel very inconsistent at times, or it's just like this wave of learning. <laughs> and so there are ups and downs within spiritual gifts, and it feels like when I'm questioning or feeling like I'm ready to close it down, I have teachers, I have support that come in and help reignite and help me remember my purpose remember that we're only here for this short time so why not make the best of it doing the things that we feel called to do and the things that we love now i have to ask you being a parent myself <laughs> what did your mom and dad say when you said that i'm i'm moving home and i'm gonna become a medium you know i'm so blessed that my parents have been extremely supportive <laughs> extremely to the point where they've always given me a space 
in their house to have a session. It's been so amazing. So, you know, they were supportive. I said, this is what I want to do. And they're like, okay, we're going to support you. And they just, they're so supportive. Well, <laughs> bless so their glad. souls. So that, yeah. that, that's awesome. That That's Absolutely. truly awesome. So, Candace, how did you end up in, uh, in, in this uh, place? Oh, goodness. That goes way back. Yes, it wasn't even a thing yet. Um, you know, I've always, I was always very sensitive. Um, in fact, throughout my life, I've been told I was too sensitive. And later on, when I was expecting my first son, I kind of went through this awakening process. And because at that point, I feel like I was kind of trying to fit in to society, even though I was seeing and feeling spirit, hearing spirit. Um, I would feel people's energy when I would come into their space and I would get a download of like what was going on in their lives, um, what their desires were and without knowing them. And it was sometimes very uncomfortable and sometimes I felt very overwhelmed. And so in order to kind of get by in life, especially through my teens and early twenties, I kind of tried to block it off because I almost felt different and weird. And I, and when I would hear other people talk about people with gifts of spirit, they'd always make jokes about it. It's like, oh, they knew what I was experiencing. They would think I was really weird. So I'm just not going to say anything. And what ended up happening is that it kind of, it fed into a massive depression. I started to um, experience depression, anxiety, Tourette syndrome. Um, I developed an eating disorder. Um, I had migraine headaches and I noticed that when I started to go through this awakening process and come back into remembrance of who I was and heal myself and develop that self-love and healing and my gifts began to open up and I started to embrace them, those symptoms started to go away. Mm. And so, um, that was kind of like my introduction into this world. And I did this by myself. I had no support. I had no one around me who was on this path. And so for many years, I kind of kept it secret in a lot of ways still, even though I was on this path, but I would only mention it here and there. I, I, I met a dear friend when I was expecting my first and she was a psychic and she did readings, uh, tarot card readings. And so we'd hang out and we'd look over cards and we do readings on each other. I, I really, I got really involved with it. I actually, it was quite natural for me. And so I started doing readings on people off and on. And then when I moved to Utah, um, when I was expecting my second child, that was from, I was in California originally and now in Utah, uh, my brother was taking a Reiki class and he wanted someone to practice on. And so I was like, I'll do it. I'll volunteer. So I went to him once a week for Reiki for several months. And at that point, it was like, oh, my gosh, all of my gifts just just blew open. And at that point, um, I ended up not long after that meeting his instructor, who was the Reiki master teacher. And I ended up delivering messages to her um, from those who had passed. And she wanted to pay me back. And so she taught me Reiki. And so I became a Reiki master teacher. And so 
at that point, I started my own private kind of practice at home where I would do Reiki on people. And it was all word of mouth. I never advertised, but I would do a reading and Reiki. And then after that, I went into a mystery school and I ended up meeting like-minded women to this mystery school. And we explored uh, psychic gifts and remote viewing and all of these really cool things. And then I met a shaman, an Incan shaman. And then I ended up training with the Incan shaman for a couple of years. So that's how I came to shamanism. And when I came to shamanism, it was like coming home. I felt like it just opened up this remembrance in me. My life completely changed. Um, not only did I heal myself, but I had the, the tools to help heal others. And from that point forward, it's just like life just keeps pulling me back to be a medicine woman. And I've done other things. I got a, a degree in, in psychology. I became a school teacher. I did all these other things. I've had other professional uh, careers, but I'd always do this on the side. And then after a while, it was like this started to take over. That side business started to take over. And now this has become my full-time <laughs> job. So, <laughs> but I feel so blessed. I'm like, I tell Jen, I'm like, we get to do this. Like, can you believe that we get, get to do this? This is what we get to do for our lives and be medicine women and help others and do this as a career. And this is just so huge blessing. Yeah. Now, when you were when you were young and you were getting migraines and you were blocked off, um, I, I think personally, and what I'd like your opinion on this, I think the other side was saying, nope, nope, this is what you're going to be doing, so you better open up to it or we're going to give you a migraine every day for the rest of your life right. until, you, yes. until, you, until you really open up to it uh, because that's what your gift is and that's what you were designed to do. And uh, you can actually help a lot of people by doing that. And there are a lot of people that are stuck that way and uh, they have a gift, but they are scared for whatever reason. And I know that Dana is going to talk about this in a little bit. Um, but before we go there, we have a guest that is uh, that. And by the way, just so you know, uh, this is the first time we've done this. And uh, I don't have a call screener or I don't have a person screener. So this is kind of like we're flying a little blind, but we're going to invite this individual on and uh, see what she uh, would like to would like to add to the conversation or if she would like to talk to you, too. You probably know her, but I'm I'm not I'm not I'm not betting anything. So so we'll we'll go ahead and add her to the stream. Hello. Can you give us your name, please? Hi, I'm Sky. I know That's Dana cool. and I know Candace. Yes. Hi, Sky. Hi. <laughs> it's good to see you. Oh, it's so and, good to see you. What? Now, have, I, I assume that you've worked with these ladies. Yes. Yes, both and, of them. Can you can you give us a, a peek under the blanket? How are they? Do are they good? Do they do yeah. a good job? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they're amazing. Dana's been my life coach who's been coaching me for the past three months, four months. And she invited Candace to one of our sessions and Candace did a, a reading for me, which was really, really special. Oh, very yeah, nice. I know them. <laughs> yeah, Sky was in my Reclaim You course and um, oh, it's been great. an incredible journey together. <laughs> yeah, yeah before we, go actually, we went to high school together. That's how we yeah. And so we reconnected recently and, and have had some similar journeys and that's been really fun and enjoyable. Yeah. Now just real quick, Sky, uh, you were in Reclaim You. Yeah. Did you like that 
course? Did it work for you? Yeah. And and uh, do you that recommend it? Yeah, absolutely. It was really, really great. Dana's amazing. Well, well, good. So, so we can now package that and use <laughs> a commercial for you, young lady. <laughs> did, you have a, did you have a question for either of these two or these three? Um, so many. I don't. I, 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 Candace. I just thought it was so fascinating what you were saying about the migraines and just. I don't know, just your whole story of how feeling like, would you say that it wasn't necessarily that you chose this, it's like you, it, it chose you? Is that kind of how it happened? Like, it just seems like this all kind of came together for you, like. I do. I, I think yeah. that we all have soul contracts before we come mm. into a human body. And mm. I believe that this was part of my soul mission. I don't mm -hmm. say soul purpose because I believe that we all share the same purpose, which is mm -hmm. remembrance, remembrance of our divinity, remembrance of who we really are. Wow. But as far as a soul mission, I think I agree to do it. You know, I agree. I agree to come at this time and mm -hmm. it's blessed me so much because it's helped me heal me. And one of the shadows that I had as I was moving into a practitioner position where I was moving in as a healer was that I always, not only did I have to battle this wound, which Dana is going to bring up later and we'll talk about it. But part of that wound is I felt like I had to be perfect in order to mm -hmm. step in the role as a healer. And I was like, once I get all my ducks in a row, once every relationship is perfect, once I've got this handled and that handled and this handled, mm -hmm. it was another shadow because I was here to have a human experience, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And what I found over time is that this path brings me back to me. No matter what's going on, it continues to grace my life, even though I'm helping someone else. But in order for me to get to that position, I create sacred space. I have to line up. I do all these things to prepare myself. And I notice that it always brings me home. So it's like, even mm -hmm. when I'm helping someone else, in truth, it's helping me too. And it brings me back into remembrance of me and brings me back to my center. So mm -hmm. I feel like that's part of my discovery of this path. Not only did it I feel like I had a soul mission. I feel like I agreed to do this as like before I came in. Um, but I also feel that this has really been such a healing path for me. And it's been a path of grace and beauty. It's always brought me home to myself. So I think the headaches and everything else too, is because I had so many energetic blocks, you know, it's closing myself huh. in because I was so afraid of how that would be perceived. And I felt unsafe. But it was like once I started to open up those channels, those symptoms started to go away because my energetic body was coming back into balance. Does that make Can sense? Can I add to that? Can I add to that? Uh, yeah. Um, I yes. noticed too that when I was little, I had major headaches as well. And mm -hmm. at that time, my mom would have me put on a wet washcloth and then I would listen to a color meditation. And I would be very interested to see how many people who have highly psychic abilities with being able to see within their third eye. I wouldn't be surprised if many have had headaches or have them. 
because it also feels like there's this block here of like opening it up. And so it's almost like with headaches, unless we just pop in medication, a lot of times it's like you have to kind of rest up, give yourself permission to like calm down, but then allow it to go away. Um, at least for me, I know that if I have a headache and I just keep go, 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 it gets worse. So you have to kind of calm down, go back into your space, which I feel like is a call for our spiritual guests to awaken is hey, we need to open these up. So it's like bringing us back down here so that we can be centered, so we can connect into our gifts and strengthen them as well. Yeah. If, if you think about it too, what's interesting about that, Jen, is is the phrase, you're giving me a headache. Often it's it's a resistance, right? You're giving me a headache or you're an annoyance or you're, you're it's something we're in resistance to. And um, I find that really fascinating that that's connected to you guys in, in, you know, maybe your resistance or unawareness to your gifts and how fascinating that is, you know, the connection there of how you utilize that term. So thank you so much for sharing. I love that. I love these perspectives. I think it's so valuable, especially for anyone listening. If you think you might be a healer or you think you might have spiritual gifts, um, you do, you do. And these can be developed and opened and, and experienced over time. And that's one of the things I love about Jen is, is she really is an advocate for that, that everyone is gifted and it's just a matter of cultivating that. And I think that's what we've all found in different ways. So, and um, speaking of gifts, I'm wondering if, if um, Sky has some incredible gifts of creation and creating, and she, she has been in a space of creation. And because I know backgrounds, I was wondering, because uh, she took the time to come on today, um, she has this really special connection to her grandmother that passed and um that wanted to design and wanted to create and i was wondering jen maybe if there was a moment that you guys could connect here now um maybe on this this topic of this <laughs> grandmother and and you sky is that something that would be enjoyable for you that would be amazing and jen is an incredible channeler and she just it's so enjoyable to watch her at work so <laughs> absolutely yeah let me um connect in here for a minute okay what i like to do is i always have a pen and a paper um that i kind of allow my left brain to just be able to focus on this while i receive information coming forward here wow um okay so as i'm stepping into this okay let me just sit with this for a minute I feel like you have so much support on the other side where I also feel like in the past three years, I feel like there's this huge, you've undergone this huge transformation. Like if you were to think about who you were today versus three years ago, it would be like almost a different person. Yeah. <laughs> in a lot of ways there. Um, and you have a lot more support than you realize on the other side, not just grandma. But let me call her forward and we'll lean into this space. Um, interesting. Okay, so this would be um, grandma on mom's side, correct? Yeah. And then you also have the grandfather on your dad's side. He's also passed. Is that correct? Yeah. Okay, because he's also 
I see him just standing behind you is like this really sturdy, <laughs> strong protection of a man. And it's almost like I see him have like this, like a, a straight face. But then I like look into him and he's very quirky and funny when you got to know him. But it's almost like if you didn't, he kind of would feel a little bit intimidating. <laughs> he's just an amazing man, just a very, very kind, or was. Um, yeah. No, he still is. Still is, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it, it feels like he could be perceived as someone who kind of had everything together, just like very yeah. orderly for the outside yeah. looking in. But then when you got in, it was like just this big love, this big sense of wonder and awe. And I feel like he wants nothing more than to give you this big giant bear hug. Oh, when I see him like grab like the like when you're hugging him, I see him like grab the back of your head and just like push him in closer. <laughs> and I just see him wanting to come forward first, which is funny because I feel like grandma's like, you just <laughs> over. like a little bit more, um, a little bit more fire. But he would is like, if I didn't come forward first, she wouldn't give me time. To <laughs> <laughs> okay okay and um, so i just see him wanting to say that you have such this this masculine support and spirit behind you also letting you know that like even if it feels like sometimes your foundation isn't isn't stable it feels like he's wanting to help you know that like you have this support clearing the way for you so that you can be grounded and centered in who you are and not have to be worried about not having a stable foundation in life. So I feel like he's wanting to promise that with you and letting you know that you've done such an amazing job and like the growth is so empowering and so important. And he just says like, it gives all of us, he goes like this, which is my symbol for honor, that your life has brought that side. And does that make sense with you? Do you have any questions about that? That's so lovely. Thank you. Of course. Okay, let's bring in Grandma too, because she's like, uh-uh, it's my turn. <laughs> Very outgoing and loving, and it feels like she, um, I feel like she has such this loving space within her, but she also said she spoke her mind. So if there was something going on or something that she didn't understand, like she would share about it, but it wasn't like she was super negative, but loving, but still very outgoing <laughs> in that space there. Yeah. Um, and do you know if she collected, like if she collected or sewed stuff with aprons? I don't know if she collected aprons. She sewed a lot. Okay. Because I like see her put on like this apron and I like see like the ruffles and it almost was like, I don't know why I'm seeing her put that on. Okay, let me sit with this. As I'm connecting and it's like all of a sudden she's like, what am I supposed to like, kind of like <laughs> a little tongue tied. So let me just sit with her for a minute to bring her into the space here. So I see her acknowledging, I'm just gonna like let her come into my space and not question anything. Um, I see her acknowledging, have you dealt with um, anxiety in the past? Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. Um, because I see her acknowledging that she's aware of those anxious, the heaviness, that almost like that heaviness in the chest. And I see her acknowledging that she's been, she understands a lot more than you realize is I feel like she was one who also experienced that. Maybe she didn't always talk about it, but I feel like just as outgoing as she could be or how she could speak up, I also see her questioning or being like, ah, did I hurt someone's feelings? Did I do that the wrong way? Should I have done that? Kind of a worrier as well. And so I just see her like placing this gold crown on your head of, of like divinity and of honor. And I see her saying that, especially, I don't know, but they're saying the number three and they're also relating to the past three years. But I also see her showing like this anxiousness in your chest or like feeling like, I don't know, I don't know what's going on or what I'm supposed to do or the purpose of this. But I see her saying that like, you've gone into this new space and like, truly feeling fulfilled and she says that she's wanting to let you know that she's a part of that transformation and that change and also letting you know that she gives you her blessing in honoring and creating what it is that your spirit wants versus what maybe your family's telling you and i just see her saying that regardless of what decisions that you make you have her support 100 percent no matter what that looks like, is that no one can tell you how to live but you. And she says that when you listen to your heart, when you're finding connection, when you're expressing yourself creatively, it's giving you permission to release that anxiety. Because when we're anxious, she says, especially within your spaces, when there's anxiety showing up, there's this battle between your spirit and your physical body. And of course, our heart center is our connection. So if you think about when someone's pronounced that they've passed or transitioned to the other side, scientifically it's when their heart stops beating. And so knowing that your heart is literally your gateway to spirit, to the physical world. If you think about chakras, you have your upper three, your heart, which is a bridge to your lower three. So it shows up in all different places, but I see her saying that you're never gonna be taken off the path as long as you're constantly coming back into your heart and asking, what does my heart want to create? And then moving forward in that way, she says that she gives you all the abundance, all the blessings. And I see her like putting all these like knitted pom-poms, all these different <laughs> things in your face, knowing nope. that you can not create. <laughs> does that make does sense? That make sense? Yeah. Do you have any questions or thoughts about that? No, that's amazing. Um, I feel I feel her love a lot. And did she have a lot of wild flowers and like roses? Was she one who had a lot of flowers everywhere? I don't know. I don't know if she did. Okay, because I see her like pick up this bouquet of wild flowers and like <laughs> wants to offer that to you. And also symbolizing that life can be messy and wild. But if you take a step back, that's the beauty, is if we're too focused on having the perfect arrangement, we're not actually focusing on the God-given natural beauty that lies within life and lies within you. And she goes back to her apron again, and it looks like there's like stains and tatters, and it's like very dirty and like very worn. But I see her saying, this was who I was, like this 
the sense of creation and I didn't have to have things perfect all the time. And when I got focused on, oh my gosh, it's not perfect, then it cut down that creation. And so I see her wanting to offer this wild bouquet of flowers to you and saying that the wild is the beauty and it's okay to honor the beauty because we came here to do that. Wow, I love that. That's such a beautiful symbolism, beautiful picture. That's beautiful. Thank you so much. Of course, of course. So what is it that you've changed in the last three years that you are now working to embark on and you're trying to really take on something special? How long do you have, Kevin? <laughs> hey, listen, I'm not going anywhere. This is, this is too damn good. Incredible yeah. transformation. No, go ahead, Scott. I just wanted to say, I mean, I honor... You've had an incredible path and knowing what I know, I just I just had to put in the point two cents of this woman has been on an incredible adventure and journey. <laughs> Can I um, say something really quick too before yeah. um, you say anything, Sky? I wanted to, I just feel prompted to tell you this. Okay. There is no timeline to grief. <laughs> okay. And what you're learning through this process is how to hold space for people. You're going to come out in a way that you're going to be able to be so much more, because this is at the core of you. At the core of you, you really want to help people. Yeah. You want to help alleviate suffering. It's so hard for you to feel that because you're so clairsentient. You're very empathic. Yeah. And so going through this experience, and, and feeling what you felt, you've recognized that the times that you felt the greatest comfort was when someone just showed up, when someone helped you clean the house or with the dishes or help with groceries and you didn't ask you, they just showed up or they helped create safe space for you to feel what you were truly feeling. And that is the key to healing. It's not so much what you say, it's being able to hold space for people to allow them to grieve, to allow them to feel for them to fully embrace their humanness and their human experience, because you came to here be came here to be human. You know, you're already perfect in every way you're here having a human experience and the soul longs for that experience, right? Fully. Mm -hmm. And so I feel like sometimes like that perfectionism gets you because you're like, not only for your own life, but like when you, when you see someone suffering, it's like, I want to come in, I want to help them. I want to like fix it. I want to take it away. What can I do? What can I do? And yeah. the greatest gift you can give is what you experienced in your own life as you went through this process is to just hold space. Wow. Hold space for them. And the number three. Yeah, and the number three keeps popping up too, is I feel like three is very symbolic, and I don't know if you'll start seeing like 333, 333, different places, wow. um, but it's also a symbolism of your connection. So if you imagine a three, right, it's like your connection to heaven, to your heart center, to the world. So it like brings it all incorporation of like, it's connecting into your heart. And then it's bringing it into the world. So as you want to be balanced, it's all about connecting into your heart center 
and then you'll be connected into the world along with it. But it's always making sure you're taken care of so then you can take care of others. Because being empathic, you can give and give and give and not have enough to give yourself, which is doing a dishonor to everybody else. Because you can't give your full self, you can't give your full gifts, you can't step in fully to who you are unless you give yourself permission to feed yourself to then feed others as well. Yes, that's been a huge thing that I've been learning um, over the past few years is taking care of myself. Um, and it's a learning process, learning how to do that, you know, because I am, I am highly empathetic and I feel so much for other people. And, um, one of the things there's a lot that's going on in my life. I feel like I have a lot of soul contracts, a lot of, um, a lot of things going on. But a big, big thing in my life is my relationship with my son, who's on the autism spectrum. And um, yeah, something just really resonated when you said to hold space for him um, as he, you know, as he's on this journey. And um, we just have a really special connection. Can't really explain it in words. It's a huge reason I'm here, I know. He chose you, you know. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I know. But and I've felt a lot of guilt. People don't talk about that. Yeah, what I was going to say, it's like um, a lot of us feel this way. It's like when they get, when they know that their child is, is going to struggle in some way, it's like, there is a mourning process that we go through because it's like those ideas of what we had for our kids, we have to shift that a little bit, right? Yeah. The life is going to be a bit different. Yeah. And then it's like, sometimes moms feel guilty that they feel bad. You know, they're like, because, um, you know, for different reasons, even feeling guilty for feeling mourning or to say, oh, this is so difficult. And why is this yeah. so difficult? This child's so difficult. And, then they feel bad for thinking that the child was difficult. You know, so it's like this cycle that we go through as mothers. But um, allow, give yourself permission to mourn a little bit, and it, you can't, you can't force that to go forward faster. It's like you have to just honor your feelings, just honor it, and be that for you. Because I first, you want to hold space for yourself before you can hold space for others. And so, yeah. my. I don't know. That's just my recommendation is you be gentle with yourself as you go through these emotions. Yeah. Yeah. And holding that space for yourself in that process, because life has changed so much for you, you know, over the last three years, holding that space that, that you get to then hold for others. That will be the process of learning as you do that for you, you do it better for others and that life looks different. There's a morning of that life looks different than you thought it would be. There's a mourning yeah. for that and it's totally acceptable. Mm -hmm. And there's, there's that correlates to with child with your children. You know, there's a mourning that you have of this isn't the life that I wanted for them and I'm changing the game. Mm -hmm. And so be aware of if you hold that guilt against yourself too, and just allowing. 
Oh. And your kids, last thing too, is your kids also signed up with you, meaning that your soul's journey, what you're learning, they also came here to support that. And also they were the catalyst of that change for you. It's like they pushed you into that new space. And so never feeling like you're not doing enough or you're not giving them enough because you came here to give them these lessons and they came here to help you learn those lessons as well. And so wow. knowing that is like such a beautiful reminder that you don't have to feel guilty for not being the perfect mom because you're going to come here to be the perfect mom. You guys came here to learn together and you signed up together to learn these lessons. <laughs> That's so beautiful. Beautiful. So true. <sighs> Boy, I got I to gotta tell you, ladies, um, you guys are, you know, years ago, when I was doing Positive Talk Radio uh, in 2003, I had a, uh, um, um, a human behavioralist, a sound energy healer, and an astronomer. And they got together, and we would take calls. And I called it the psychic car wash. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's so true. <laughs> because each of you got a different gift, and you use it, and you, and you blend it beautifully together. Um, and which is, which by the way, just so you know, in my experience, that's rare mm -hmm. because you guys, each of you set aside your egos yeah, to work together mm -hmm. with this. And that is, that's, that's really is rare. And yeah. uh, first of all, I would congratulate all three of you for, for being able to do that. And what you will end up accomplishing is beyond your wildest dreams. Yeah. Yeah, I, I actually want to bring that into play to anyone watching or listening. This is how we deserve to associate together, especially as women, because we have in this epigenetics within our bodies, direct uh, connection to competition. And so as we collaborate instead of compete, because it's no longer a time of competition, we don't have to comp compete for beauty, for survival anymore. We don't have to as women. We deserve to collaborate, to cheer each other on in our gifts. We deserve to support each other to like the joy in my heart that I feel with Jen using her gifts for my incredible friend Sky is just, it's overflowing. It is overflowing. Mm -hmm. And how incredibly sad would that be if I allow competition to rob me of those other amazing emotions of my friend is being is experiencing healing and is being served in the most beautiful way in a way that, that I don't. And that is completely acceptable and okay. And it's beautiful. And we cheer each other on. I, I think that we deserve as women to step up into this level of collaboration now. Yes. Just have to say it. <laughs> well, you're just kind of leaving Amen, us. Amen, sister. You know. <laughs> Well, you're leaving us poor guys out of the equation, but they, I get that. Right? <laughs> <laughs> but, but Kevin, the women in this world, man, the women in this world, we have in our bodies this this default to uh, to compete because of we used to have to do that for survival, and so mm -hmm. you know, to bring that awareness up, um, and 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 then showing people by example, this is what it looks like. This is the vibration. yes, Dana. It's That's also connected to the witch wound. Yes, 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 yes. yes. 
Let's Dan, let's talk about I now now Dana and uh, my executive producer Holly, were just the other day they were chatting and they said you know we should really talk about the witch wound and I was like what the hell are you talking about I have no idea. What you're talking about. <laughs> and so they 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 said you don't know and we know and it was like it was like an unspoken communication between them and it was like we got it so I don't get it so now you enlighten me ladies. Yes. Yeah, so, so this is a topic that we've been really fascinated by. Actually, I would say we didn't know it was called The Witch Wound until this amazing, incredible book by Lisa Lister mm-hmm. came into our life um, called Witch. And uh, I highly recommend it to anyone listening. And this book actually put into words, I think, conversations that Jen and Candace and I have had for years of the pure fear that comes in our bodies as of as an emotional experience when we think about you know sharing with the world that we're gifted healers that there's a fear that happens and and so uh you know it we've actually had many many sessions together pumping each other up like you got this you were born to do this you were meant to do this you know it and and that's how we've supported each other and pushed through. But now, now that we've been able to kind of put it into words, you know, Lisa Lister has done a, a great service for us um, as individuals and as healers. It, I think it's taken it at least, you know, from what I've heard from Jen and Candice to the next level of healing that. So Jen, Candice, go ahead. Let's let's hear what, what let's define the wish. <laughs> what does that mean? Um, and what does that mean to you from, from what you've gathered now? And, uh, we'll go from there. Should I start or Jen, do you want to start? Go ahead. I feel like your energy's there to start going first. So you take it away. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Yes. This is one of our favorite subjects. Yes. Yes. Um, (laughs) um, Sky, all I can say is, girl, you are meant to be here today, okay? Because you're a healer too. So get ready to come yes. out, all right? <laughs> um, <laughs> so yeah, so this is it's you know this is so wonderful because oh my gosh, Lisa Lister, I just love her. I feel like she's a soul sister, man. When mm-hmm. I read her book, it was just like I just kept saying yes, like through the whole thing. It was everything that she said. It's an amazing book. But full body yeah, what happens, what I've noticed, full body, yeah, full body. Um, what happens, at least what we've noticed, and this is aside from what Lisa Lister talked about, I'm so glad that she put a name on it, like you said, Dana. Um, but what we've noticed over the years, not only with our own journey, but with other people who have gifts of spirit, who are here to share their gifts, it's almost like there is an alchemical fire you must stand in as you come out as a healer, because in the collective consciousness, there is a lot of stigma and pain and fear that has been imprinted upon us energetically and although to our DNA levels as well and our coding of our DNAs um, through our family lineages and everything else. But it's almost like when I, when I was, coming out as a healer and saying, this is what I'm providing at home and and being more open about it. My fears, the fears that I felt as I did that, it was like, oh gosh, I'm afraid that I'm going to be ostracized. 
I'm afraid that I'm going to be kicked out of my church. I feel like people are going to be saying that I'm weird. And these were things I challenged, I was challenged with all along, but it really hit me hard as I was coming forward because that's what was being called to healing for me. And it's what's being called to healing collectively for people who have gifts of spirit because gifts of spirit is, is natural. We all have gifts of spirit. And some of the channels are more developed than other, but it's just, it's just like a muscle. It gets atrophy after a while when you don't use it. But once you start using those muscles, those different channels of gifts of spirit, which is clairvoyance, clairsentience, claircognizance, clairaudience. So spirit, seeing spirit, hearing spirit, feeling spirit. Um, we all have it because we're multidimensional beings. We're not just people running around in a meat suit. You know, we are multidimensional beings. So, yeah. So it's the most natural thing in the world, but we've closed ourselves down throughout history because if we were to, we could be physically harmed. We could be killed, hung, Mm -hmm. burned at the stake, all of these different things. If we put those gifts out there and what that was, what was happening during that time of the dark ages and prior to that was that there was an imbalance of power. And the first way that you can control demons, the best way to do it is to have them start mistrusting themselves. Because we have all of the wisdom inside of us, right? So if you stop trusting yourself and you have to put your you give your power away and you give that trust over to an authority figure, then you create a disconnect between you and yourself, your heart and your gifts of spirit. And so as we activate that heart center in our lives, as we move forward in the Aquarian age and all of our gifts start to be activated and it all starts opening up more and more all over, all over the planet, everyone, then we almost kind of transmute the shadow, this wound, which is called the witch wound. Does that make sense? That's the best way I can explain it. Yeah, and this switch. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead, Jen. Oh, so I was gonna say, along with that, is the witch wound is very connected. So we all know we have things that are passed down throughout our DNA. You know, science has proven that you know if someone has a heart attack, they might check that more. Or my dad has blood disorders, so when I go to the doctors, they want to check my blood every time to make sure that's not showing up within my body. So we see that physically comes forward. We have things energetically, emotionally, and spiritually that come forward as well. And so if you could imagine, you know, we have had ancestors, lineage after lineage of people who've had to shut those gifts down or who didn't really stand in their truth in fear of being rejected from others. We have that. We also have this collective energetic blueprint of those who were on the world, who were here who maybe were burned during those times, who were saying, you can't do that, we're gonna burn you because you're a witch, all those different things, right? So we have our ancestors' DNA that could be impacted by that. We have this collective consciousness, and it could also have been a past life thing that we experienced as well. So it could be literally that this is a blueprint that's like in our energy system, spiritually in our contracts to then look at and to heal And so what better time now than to heal it? Because it feels like also 
we are multidimensional being, which we talk a lot about on our podcast, is we're physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual. So us in this physical journey, we are going to experience all four of those. All four of those experiences that makes up this journey here. And it almost feels like as I think back and feel into the energy in the past when that was going on, I feel like there was a lot of emphasis on the physical and the mental aspect that was going on there. And then we have these others who are like, hey, there's this spiritual connection. I can be connected to the land as well as energetically I can bring healing. And so it was almost like collectively the world was like, no, we're focusing on these two while others, men and women, were trying to incorporate the spiritual and the energetic into the world as well, which nowadays we aren't having to like be as sufficient physically, you know? We can go to the grocery store and get food versus have to plant our own crops, right? And so we have this ability to focus on more of those four elements versus just the two. Mm-hmm. And right now, a lot of us are being in this Aquarian age to like say, hey, I can balance all four of these and balancing these is looking at that which one and healing it from an energetic collective, a DNA blueprint, as well as maybe your soul's wounding that's also taking place as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love, this conversation is so, so powerful. And I think it's important to bring awareness and ask, you know, ask yourself questions subconsciously as you see different things what are you taking from that what are you learning from that like think about the story of jesus for example who was an incredible like for those of us that that have studied that story an incredible healer and and we're not just talking when we talk which which wound we're talking overall healer it doesn't just mean women a lot of times people hear which and they think Mm -hmm. but it is it's it's everyone for example that story of jesus you know, he was a healer. He stood in his power as a healer and he was crucified and killed for that. On a subconscious level, there can be ideas when you look at that and you're taught about that story to say, oh, if I embrace myself as a healer, if I am that, if I'm that level, I will be killed. And, and think about mm-hmm. too the people that watched him be killed or think about others, other thought leaders, Gandhi, Martin Luther King Jr., you look at, at it all throughout history, men and women who stood in their power and had that persecution. What are we learning on a subconscious level when we look at those stories and we see what negative ideas can we let go of and, and address and heal so that we don't have to repeat those patterns and so that we don't have to live in fear of that. That is the power that we're talking about. That is the this witch wound that we're addressing and looking at. But I think it's really important for all of us mm-hmm. to be to be looking at within us because the reality is the the healer part of us brings balance into the masculine world. It brings the feminine into the masculine, which is so so important. You know, Neil Donald Walsh. He I'm I'm not going to be able to quote this perfectly, but he said, you know the to have that masculine part where we have like missiles and all kinds of this, this masculine like armies and and all kinds of things. If we don't balance that with wisdom and the inner healer and, and the connection to humanity, it gets out of balance. And that's when we experience turmoil and war. And so this wound to me is such a big global (laughs) important thing to heal. You know, we get passionate about it. 
So, so what have you guys been noticing? What have you been doing as, as you've learned more about this? What kind of things are you noticing and addressing in yourselves to address that wound? Um, if, I, if I could just add one for more thing. Me, right. Yeah. Oh, I, I just wanted to say, you know, a hundred years ago, you guys could not vote. Right. Yes. Your your world was has changed dramatically in the last hundred years, and they used they. You're right. They used to burn you at the stake, and they used to do all sorts of uh, dastardly things to women, and you were kept down. Mm -hmm. And now is your time. And yeah. It truly is providing the balance, and Neil says that terrifically, uh, that uh, um, we need the balance. We need the feminine, and and yes. you guys need to be need to be powerful, and you are powerful. And I'm, by the way, I, I, just as an aside, I just have to say, I've interviewed oh I don't know, maybe fifty psychics and and a hundred a hundred energy workers or two hundred or three hundred or whatever it is. Um, you guys are really good. You guys are. Really um, so Thank before you. we before we leave today, I have to. You have to get your calendars out. I have to ask you a question, but but we'll con yes. we'll continue with the, with this discussion. But I just wanted to say that you guys are a generation, that, and you are really the first generation of women that are independent. That can be independent. That you can be quote unquote equal. You're not a housewife. You're not the, the, the person who takes care of the kids and shuts up and doesn't do, you know, you have the ability to do that. And I think that's what God gave us is you to be able to do that now because we need it so desperately. Right. Can I add something that is that, that inner healing, that inner work, because it does take inner work to challenge those ideas. And I would just want to mention too, Kevin, Yes, it is our time to rise, and part of that is respecting the masculine, the healthy masculine, and calling for the healthy masculine. That is, it's not an overcompensation of we're better than. I don't need a man at all in my life. Like, and it's fine if if you don't want one, that's fine. But to be in this overcompensative, like like men are out kind of thing that's that's not balance right no it's it's the, the 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 balance is that good men and good women working together yes. as a hundred percent a hundred percent uh to create the whole rather yeah. than it's you know the male is the, the male is a dominant one and the female just comes along no we can't we have to we as we as a gender have got to knock that shit off excuse the expression not because it doesn't all. serve anyone agreed <laughs> You know, yes, and, uh, I, I would love to add that, Kevin, because it's really it's an outward manifestation of what is happening to us internally, because it's about a, a balance of the masculine and feminine energy within ourselves, because we carry the masculine and the feminine and the feminine is in charge of the intuitive gifts. And it's been out of balance for so long where this part of ourselves has been kind of stifled within the man and the woman. And so as women are stepping forward, it's kind of a, it's an outward manifestation of what's happening unto us internally, because as we trust our intuition, men and women, and what will happen is we'll see the healthy masculine show up within the men, but also within us. And I could talk an hour just talking about the divine masculine, divine feminine qualities within ourselves. 
but really that's just how I'm seeing. It's all about this balance of energy within ourselves. So as we gain our trust for ourselves and our intuition, our gifts of spirit, we come from that heart space, men and women, that will naturally happen. Mm -hmm. It'll just naturally bring balance into relationships. It'll bring balance into the planet because the other thing that's so connected with the feminine and the divine feminine qualities is this connection to um, the natural world, to Mother Earth or Pachamama, which I just love saying Pachamama. It's my favorite word. Pachamama. <laughs> um, it feels good to say it. <laughs> but connecting with Mother Nature um, and, and the planet because she's a live being. And a lot of people, there's been this disconnect and you can see this manifested on the planet because of the pollution and all the different things that we're seeing manifest with this imbalance, with this um, disregard, this forgetting that we're living on a live being. And when we connect in with our intuition, that's one of the first things mm -hmm. that we start to notice is we start noticing the energy, the consciousness that is in our planet and our plants, our animals, to, to all things, that everything carries energy. And when you recognize that, you can't help but really cultivate that relationship and strengthen that relationship with those different forms of consciousness. And as you strengthen relationships, well, all relationships are based off of love and respect. So as a result of that relationship being strengthened, then we begin to treat our plant differently. We start to treat each other differently, the animals differently, our environment differently. Um, we come from a place that's centered in love and respect because we know that there is consequence for all actions, that everything is energy. So I feel like that's, I, I just feel like I needed to kind of add that to what you were saying, Kevin, because it's, it is this rise. Like we were coming up, we're actually able to express our gifts now. Like we can talk about this out loud. We don't have to worry about being hung or yeah. It's like now we can actually talk about, we can talk about herbs. We can talk about all the natural things that mother earth gives us to heal our bodies and our minds and our spirits. All these things is now out on the table, which is so fantastic. What an exciting time to live. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I think, and it's for everybody. Yes, I think to add to that too, it's so I think it's so amazing that we also talk about the feminine, especially when it comes to the witch wound, is because there were men and women who were burned and who experienced that throughout mm -hmm. times. But even seeing with Sky's ancestors, grandpa and grandma from different lines of family also want to come here to help bring balance. And not only that, it seemed like Grandpa was really wanting to address how he was there to help bring support. Uh, Sky really stepping into her tradition, into her power, into her like her divine destiny within. And I think that's a big part of the witch wound as well. Is that Candace and I have both seen this within our husbands? Is that the witch wound also affects them? Where maybe it's like, hey, you know, we're gonna step into this. We're gonna start doing this. And it might trigger this fear within them of like this protection of like, I have to protect them. I have to protect her so that she doesn't get hurt or have like this, also this fear come up as well of allowing the woman or allowing us to speak or to share 
but it's also knowing that they have their divine space and it's honoring that. But there's like this healthy balance between the feminine and the masculine, even within the um, the witch wound and how to heal that is there plays parts. And even if a male maybe doesn't feel called to do healing in the energetic or the spiritual realm, it's also, it could be coming up in them and being able to honor those around them who are being called into that space and supporting them and loving them and giving them space because there is ups and downs. Sometimes sessions go well, sometimes they don't go well, you know? And so it's not saying, okay, what wrong? Don't do it anymore. It's like, hey, what can you learn? How can I support you? And move forward from there. That's just as effective and that's just as needed for those who might not be called into that area of the witch wound, but they're still healing that collective consciousness. Well said, well said. Um, now we have somebody else who is uh, dying to get in to talk to you guys. <laughs> not literally, of course. But uh, can we? we can, can and now this is this is Amy, and and uh, she's. I'm going to bring her in, and I hope that she's. You know, <laughs> this is this is like too scary for me. But anyway, um, what's <laughs> hello, Amy. Is that you? Yeah, I'm here. Thank you. Oh, very good. Did you have a question for our panel? Uh, no, I'm just really intrigued with Dana invited me in. So thank you, Dana. Appreciate it. So, so great to have you. So yeah, Jen is here and Candace is here and they both channel and um, one's a psychic. So if you have any questions or if there's a certain topic maybe that you want to want to dive into for a minute, um, you're welcome. And just take your time. You can think about it, and you don't have to. Um, but when, when, and if you're ready, you can put it in the chat, and we'd love to to have you. Well, you just qu question real quick, I guess. Um, so I'm writing a book about when angels speak. It's a children's book, and um, feel like I've really been. I feel like my grandmother has really guided me um, to bring this book into this world, and. So I guess I I don't know I don't know if that's if she really is I I feel like she really is has been with me in writing this and so um I guess I, I'm just putting that out there I don't know if that's actually a question or, or what but yes I actually I I wanted to say that I I've also written a couple of children's books. Awesome. And they're called, the, yeah, the Acromane series. And all of the, the books are themed around helping children go through difficult experiences in life on a spiritual level. So giving like spiritual, emotional, mental tools for children oh, um, that are going through different experiences of loss or trauma. And um, so I, I, of course, I get so excited, like the fact that you're, you're writing a book um, geared towards children and really it's about acknowledging their gifts of spirit and connecting in with the angels. Yeah. And so that is just so exciting. I feel like that is what's really being called for right now because there are so many children that are hypersensitive, like the, the level of awareness for our, this generation, future generations, it just will blow your mind. Mm -hmm. and oh, they need beautiful. resources yeah mm -hmm. they need resources so anyway just i wanted to give kudos to you for 
coming out on a limb and say, I'm going to do this. You know, mm -hmm. I'm going to provide support for these sensitive children. And, and um, yeah, just wanted to say that. Awesome. <laughs> Thank you. You know what's beautiful, Amy, about your energy and your space is instantly when you started talking, I was like taken up into like the galaxy and the stars. And I was just like focusing and like, okay, what am I supposed to be seeing in the stars? And it feels yeah. like there are a lot of children coming who are very connected to the galactic family who might be coming from different different places in the galactic family to have this physical journey. And it can feel very easy to get lost or afraid or to be misunderstood. Obviously as children who are sensitive and maybe a parent who might not be as connected to their gifts, it can be easy to want to medicate or put your kids or to do different things to kind of try to close them down or to try to make them more normal, you could say, with patients, yeah. right? But it feels like that, and so I was like asking, okay, grandma, what am I seeing here? And I could just see her, her being this bridge to help you channel messages for those galactic children to remember who it is that they are at the core. And it's something that like, is just, I have like full body chills and, and relaying that is I feel like you'll have many more books to write but I think it's mm -hmm. helping them remember that, like who they are. They are connected to their angels. They are connected to their divine space. But I think even you studying more, or if you're into that more of the galactic, I feel like there's this call into the star space with you. But also I feel like grandma kind of is helping be a bridge. Mm -hmm. to help you help her. Like, it's like, I feel like she's here to help bring in the funnel of the stars. And like, it comes to this funnel and then I see it coming to you as a way that's safe and understanding and like channeled perfectly with your inspiration of her helping bring that like that funnel and that channel back together can you see that in your mind amy oh i'm totally <laughs> seeing that in my mind it's so beautiful i didn't i've never even connected on that level i oh thank you for that i've never even connected on that level yeah i think that grandma also helps you um for your mind like she's Projecting into my mind, but then it's like we're projecting it into your space mm -hmm. for you to see and to feel just how vast and how this calling of writing books has been there with you since you were little. And <laughs> there's a reason why. And it might be that you wrote a lot of poems, you would write a lot or different things. Or maybe you also could have been wounded at school when it came to like English. Because where your greatest gifts lie, you can also be wounded. But I see her saying that you're beautifully stepping into that calling and remembering that funnel of connection to the divine and to our galactic family is just like, oh, that's so beautiful. I've never seen that before. I love that. <laughs> oh my gosh, that just gives me chills. And and now like I feel like there's so much more I need to add to the book already. <laughs> so multiple books. <laughs> multiple books. Yes. Don't get overwhelmed. It's easy. It's easy, simple. Yes. But I feel like I see like a good section, the series yes. of them coming up as well. Oh and my gosh. Thank you. With That's grandma beautiful. also, she showed me the sun and um, the rainbow, but I kept feeling like you are my sunshine or those words, mm -hmm. like that song coming oh. in. So mm -hmm. I just feel like she's connected to you a lot through the sky. 
the stars, the sun, the rainbows, very connected in that space. That's beautiful. That's her favorite song. <laughs> Thank you. Wow. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Wow. You're making me cry. That's her beautiful song. Oh, that's beautiful. <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, Amy, uh, I'll tell you what. I'm going to put you back in, in so you can continue to listen. Thank and, you so much. And I appreciate you coming on the uh, on the show today. It's thank you. This, thank you. This thank is the you. first time we've done this. This is working out. I think just fabulous. I love this. Yeah. Thank blessings. You so much. Thank you so much, Amy. Love you. Love you. Thank you. Yeah. Blessings, Amy. <laughs> thank you so much. I just uh, wanted to piggyback back onto the witch wound. Oh, sorry, Kevin. Go ahead. No, no, go ahead. No, go ahead. Go ahead. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just an innocent oh. bystander here. You guys, <laughs> you guys, Hold on, you guys are one of the energy going on up in here. <laughs> yeah, there's so much. There's <laughs> you know, I was going to kind of circle back to the witch wound because we were talking about the witch wound originally, and 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 Jen was mentioning she's like, you know, a lot of the parents too, because remember this witch wound issue is going to come up with everyone because we're all expanding. We're all going through a map collectively. We're going through an awakening. The whole planet is going through this awakening. And because of that, of course, we're coming back into the remembrance that we're multidimensional, that we're spirit having a human experience and all those channels and faculties are opening up for everyone. And so if the parents are not so comfortable with it, of course, they're going to have a child that is wide open yep. <laughs> and has then triggered those, you know, yep. those shadows that need to be cleansed and, and, and transmuted with themselves. So it can show up in that way, too. So one way or another, everyone is going to have to kind of be confronted with this, including being a witness of being scared of what they're seeing. You know, I've had people come up to me and like I, I will say, you know, I'm seeing a lot of this color around you. I had a, a family member remember years back. This is when I was really afraid of coming out. So of course this manifested into my reality, mm -hmm. right? Um, for me to confront it. But um, I had mentioned to her, I'm like, I'm seeing a lot of this color around you. Um, at the time I was seeing a lot of magenta, a lot of this hot pink um, color. And after I told her that, she literally turned around and walked away from me. And we were at a family function and she wouldn't talk to me for the rest of the day. And she was so weirded out by me saying that. And of course that had me confront those because it was like, those were already my fears, right? So of course the universe mm -hmm. is gonna draw those experiences to me to have me look at them so I can heal that within myself. But it's, it's everybody is gonna have to be confronted with, there's no escape because mm -hmm. it's natural. This is who we are. Right. Mm -hmm. This is a part of who we are. I Absolutely. love that. I think that that's such a good point, Candace, and such a great like you just mirrored to us such goodness of real healing. When she showed up that way, you didn't hold it against her. You didn't blame her or any of those things. You went within and said, oh, she's a mirror. She's mirroring my own wounds. I get to go within and heal. And then she has the opportunity to go with an inhale too, which is out of your control and you just got to let it go. And that's the gift as you stand in your power as a healer, you will have people show up that will trigger those things, that those emotions will come up, learning tools to know what to do with that and how to heal that 
then makes it easier to stand in your power more and more and really hold the vibration of a powerful healer, a powerful healer. And, and I think you do that so well, Candice. You are, you're a mirror for that, for everyone you come in contact with. I, I love that you began this journey when it was not popular. <laughs> and it was like, there were a bunch of closet, closet healers. And I love that you, I feel like they, that's part of what you came here to do. You've paved an energetic trail for all of us. As you've done your work, you've, you've looked at that shadow and, and I love and respect that so much about you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank Dana. you. Thank you. Thank you, sister. Yeah, I, I know that, that wasn't easy. Ladies, I have a question. I have a question for you now. We've, we've been going as amazing to me how fast these uh, these, these go uh, but um i've got i also do a show on kknw 1150 in seattle which is an am station 10,000 watts and it plays all throughout seattle i have an opening at nine o'clock on monday morning is there anybody that's available you can you, yeah if you guys are available i would love to i would love to have you i would love to introduce you to the seattle audience and uh take a few calls and uh, and if you guys can come on together if you want to separately it doesn't matter what do you want to oh, do thank you kevin yes thank, thank first you. of all thank you <laughs> that is so sweet uh, I would be honored. I would be honored to come on. This is how the path works, you know, uh, how spirit works. It just, I don't really plan things. I mean, I have sessions that I have scheduled out, of course, but, but they've always been word of mouth. It's kind of like I'm on this boat ride, you know, that I'm on one of those Native American canoes going down the river and, and things are showing up and I come up on the bank here and there and different people wave. You know, it's this kind of experience with spirit where I just go with it. So if this is what you're feeling prompted to ask, then um, I am, I will be there for sure. We know it was interesting because I also believe the same thing that you do is that uh, we're on a path and, and that, and that, and spirit puts it, it I, I call it the 50,000 foot view. Spirit has a 50,000-foot view. We are in the middle of the forest. We get to see the tree in front of us and the tree behind us, and we have to trust. We have to trust that we can continue to walk forward and that, we're, and that they're going to be sending us in the right way. They get to see the entire view so that they know where we're going. We don't. So we have to trust that we are following what they say. And, and so I discovered yesterday or the day before that I had uh, – an opening on Monday morning, and oftentimes it's hard to book somebody uh, that quickly and stuff. And I said, "Well, why don't you wait and see how it goes on uh, Friday?" And uh, and I knew it would go well, so I wasn't worried about it at all. It's just your availability that was my only concern. So I would love to have you on. It's called it, it, it's a it's called Positive Talk Radio on on that Monday, and it will be it will be great fun. And it's a it's a progressive station. So it you you guys would fit right in to everybody that's there. <laughs> Yay! And Dana, more tried. Dana, you're, more tried. Dana, you're welcome to come too if you if you're oh, available. You know I'd love it. And is that is that nine a.m. Pacific time? That's nine a.m. That's ten a.m. Your your guys' time. Okay. Oh, perfect. Okay. 
And I, I just I just got to tell you, you know, I've, I've interviewed Neil Donald Walsh four times and uh, I've interviewed John Edward and 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 you guys are on a par with all of those folks. Um, and you are following your path and you're doing what you're supposed to be doing. And I want to thank you for doing that. Thank you, Kevin. Thank you. Thank you. That is so awesome. And I, I say that to butter you up because I have a request. <laughs> <laughs> I lost my brother at 64 um, last a year, a year ago, October. I lost my mother July 17th of this year. Um, I'm just curious to know. Number one, they were both fundamentalist Christians and did not believe that everybody got to go there, and that there was there. Were, and I wonder, I the one question I would have is, have they seen the light, as it were? <laughs> I love, I love that you're bringing. Yeah, you there. could say that. <laughs> I love. Yes, that I mean bringing this up. Oh, go ahead, Candice. No, you go first, love. Because I was like not sure um, if, if how it would work if we could connect into your space, but I even wrote on here before we talked. I'm like, God, I gotta try to see if Kevin is open, <laughs> which I'm assuming he's looking. Awesome. But I don't know how that works, you know. <laughs> oh, Kevin, you're so loved. I love it. Um, the first thing, but before we connect in with brother and your mom. Is it feels like? Do you know if on your dad's side or there's a? This could be your brother. Um, do you know if they're on? It feels like on your dad's side of the family. Is there stuff with heart conditions or heart? Has there been generationally information about having like heart attacks or heart disease or anything with the heart? Uh, well, my mother uh, just passed away overnight, and they called that uh, on her death certificate. They called that congenital heart failure. Okay, so that be your mom. Which, which is what they do with 90-year-old people who die overnight. Is yeah. they, they don't want to look. They just say, oh, well, it's her heart stopped. Amongst other things, I suppose. Uh, but, no, my, my, on my father's side is cancer. Cancer. Uh, my grandfather died of it. My dad died of it. My brother died of it um, and stuff. So I'm looking forward to the future. Can you tell? <laughs> but uh, so anyway, keep, keep, go ahead. Okay. Let me sit with that for a minute because there's there's definitely something with the heart connected into the male side of the family. So let me sit with this for just a minute here. If you have anything, Candice, you want you Jen, I felt like that heart that you're feeling. Uh-huh. Yeah. What I feel like is they're they're trying to bring awareness to this part of the body for you, Kevin. Mm. And it's something that there's a concern. It's like, and what's really awesome about this moment and this opportunity is it feels like there you're on this path. It's getting ready to split off into two. There's different directions that you could take. And I would love to talk to you about this. There's even some herbs I would recommend for you um, to take that I'm feeling like your body's telling me that it needs. Like for one, the dandelion, I feel like it's something that you should be drinking every day. Um, but there's some other things too, and I'll just keep like feeling into it. But there is an opportunity to turn the ship around in essence, where you can, there's a pattern and a, a weakness in the, the genetic line 
in this area. So mm -hmm. it's not so much the cancer that I'm concerned about. It's that the heart issues. That's what I was picking up, Jen. Like when you said that, it's not even so much about who passed. It's about their concern about the heart and um, wanting that message to be brought forth. I would love to talk to you more about that. Yeah, because it's because even here it was like I literally had Kevin and then I drew a heart right there. It was like we have to talk about the heart. There's something there with that. Um, but it feels very much so like the male, there's a male dominance connected into that space. And so um interesting. Okay, so I love what Candace said, and then I'm gonna just lean into this too. Okay, I for whatever reason, we have to draw into dad's side of the family, bringing some stuff in here. Did he grow up, was it very much so like anything that was outside of the Western, Western medicine or Western field of things? Was that kind of something that was like, stay away, don't yep. even go into it, like very anti-everything. Yep. <laughs> Does that make sense? Yep. My sister's that way right now. She's in terrible pain. And I and I tell her, have you thought about acupuncture? Okay. And and uh, and she says, well, I'm going to go see a surgeon. No, you don't understand, dear. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, that makes sense. Because it feels like I feel like your dad, and then I feel like grandpa. And there's another male. This could be brother, but I think he also has some stuff to say, too. Um, but it almost feels like they're kind of laughing because it almost feels like who you are and your journey has been here to help stop the the black and white when it comes to healing and even if maybe your family hasn't fully integrated into that space like imagine how many people you reach on social media or through what you do like you have always been someone who it feels like you were given a lesson or given a mission and you take it to the next level just naturally like you're like i'm here i'm going to bring it to as much as i can perfect it as much as i can make it the biggest and the best and it feels like that side of the family almost like wants to honor and thank you for your voice and you being called into a different way of being alive because not only is it going to help you in your journey, you're helping hundreds of thousands of people, but not only that, you're helping those in the past who have been very black and white or who have been very structured and maybe that didn't really serve them. And when someone passes, you know, they can be transitioned into the light but just as if you were to walk in, so say you got invited to a dinner party and you walk up to the house and you hear the family fighting and then you knock on the door and you walk in and you can just still feel that heaviness of that fight. It's still in the house. And sometimes when people cross over, some of their, some of their baggage or their heaviness almost can be stuck in the blueprint of the world and it can be kind of hanging out there until someone goes in and and looks at it or wants to heal it. And it just feels like you're calling, especially in your dad's side, helping clear that past, is you're literally changing the future by transforming who it is that you are. And so even them coming forward with what Candace is saying about the heart is like them wanting to honor your journey using opportunities outside of just Western, Western medicine to heal. And they're like, cheering you on and saying, yes, this is exactly what we need and what we're going to learn from you as you experience this as well, even deeper than you 
cool. Does that make uh, sense with you? Oh, my my dad and my grandfather were very very structured. Uh, not necessarily Republican, but they were they were structured conservative men who did a certain thing they were required to do, and that's how they lived their lives. They didn't live their lives for their passion. They didn't live their lives for to help people. They didn't live their lives because that was what was expected of them. Yes. And, and that was part of the time as it was. Uh, I, on the other hand, <laughs> I, on the other hand, am not that way. Um, <laughs> I, I, I am passionate about bringing people like you. That's why I want to have you on on Monday. And I want to form a relationship with the two of you. And uh, Dana, thank you again for bringing them here because I think you can you can help me help the world and 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 i want to help you and your podcast and your dream and what you're doing and i would like to i i really honestly i feel that from my heart that that's that is vital that that uh, i support you and to give you as big a platform as i can as we go down the road thank you thank you kevin can i also add i feel like as you're speaking Thank you for all of that as well. We're so honored and so blessed. So thank you. Um, I feel like your brother comes in and I don't know much. I feel in his personality, he's got a little bit more of a wild, a wild side, a wild quick. Cause I feel like he comes up in like this. He like drives up in like this motorcycle and he's just like showing how slender and how muscly and like just fully like embracing the other side as if someone were to just like come in with a motorcycle. And I see him also like pointing to like, that he doesn't have to wear a helmet to be safe either. Like him being very much so out of the box thinker, but like loving, loving, loving that. And also I feel like him wanting to say that even though you guys didn't always see eye to eye on things, he says you always had some common ground of laughter and of jokes and of this playful sense of humor back and forth. <laughs> And so I just see him wanting to acknowledge that he's found so much more freedom on the other side than the box that he lived within. And I see him just like, just like once again, like take off on that bike and just like shows how much freedom that he has in himself and his self-discovery. And he's just like, he's gone. He's like here and he's gone. <laughs> as fast as he comes, yeah. he leaves just as quick. <laughs> His favorite bike was an 1100 Kawasaki, which okay. is what the, which is a police motorcycle. <laughs> a black one? Was it black? I can't remember what color it was. It could well have been. Okay. Uh, <laughs> but he he loved to make that thing go 100 miles an hour. So that um, would make sense of him. <laughs> oh, absolutely, uh, absolutely. And you guys are are you know Dana's absolutely right. You guys are, uh, and I feel your your. I feel that you guys really genuinely have terrific hearts and you want to help people. Oh, yeah. Oh, Kevin, that, I got to say something to piggyback on that, Dana, before I forget. Um, <laughs> so the other thing that I feel like the heart thing that your mom is trying to bring attention to is that on a metaphysical level, on a spiritual level, what is really awesome about what you are doing for your your family dynamic and, and the way that you're changing the future generations and your first of all you have such a big heart mm -hmm. and you lead your life from your heart 
and it was supposed to be uncomfortable enough. And this is part of the contracts that you had with your family. It would be uncomfortable enough that it was going to create a passion within you, a fire within you to forge a new path because you're like, it's not okay to live a life of survival. It's not okay to live a life where you're so disconnected from your heart. You're not doing what, you're, what you really want to do. That you're just trying to make the ends meet. Work is work. You just make the ends meet. You do what you got to do. Nobody likes their boss. We call boss if they were your friend. You know, kind of mentality. There's just this mentality that came with the family. And it, you came in at such as an amazing light being. And indigo is what I'm seeing. Mm-hmm. And you were here to forge a new path. And which is a huge... Uh, role the indigos have on the planet they were here to forge new path new pathways new ways of thinking and they kind of are the freedom fighters they come up and they're like head of the they're like the the people at the head of the forefront of the 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 warriors but they're warriors of light so i feel like the contracts that you had with your family was just there to create this initiative now that they've crossed over and yes they've seen the light their perspectives are so different <laughs> and they're really enjoying um, observing you be doing this because it was something at the time in this life, because for a reason they were supposed to be, the veil was supposed to be a little bit thicker. Um, but now that the veil has been lifted and they can see the big picture, they just so admire what you're doing because this is such a big deal and it's changing all the future generations. The other thing that came to mind about the heart was that, isn't it amazing that when you get out of that space of survival and you raise energy up into the heart space, you're not focused, energy centers are not focused on the lower three chakras of survival and duality and competition and imbalance of power. And now you've raised the energy up into your heart space, how the universe supports you. It's like a lot of people on the other side would say, Oh, you can't make a living. You can't do this. You can't do that. But what I found again and again is that when you live a heart-centered life and you're coming from your truth, spirit, one way or another, will provide a way to support you on this path. Mm -hmm. Right? So your mother wanted me to tell you that. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I I, I just got to tell you a quick story. And Dana knows this story. Uh, But... uh, um, I, I was uh, I I started uh, Positive Talk Radio in 2003. I spent probably eighty thousand dollars or a hundred thousand dollars trying to make it work. Didn't work, and because I couldn't sell enough advertising, so I had to pull back. And then I ended up driving a bus for King County Metro uh, for 12 years. And uh, I was going to continue to do that until I was 67. Then I was going to play with this as a little hobby. Well, um, I was moving into my my new mobile home uh, two years ago in February. And uh, I fell and uh, tore my rotator cuff on my right arm. Had to have surgery on that. Two months later, uh, I tripped over my son's eight-week-old puppy and <laughs> tore the, um, the, um, my left arm up. And so, um, so I couldn't work. And so I started doing more and more of these podcasts and putting more of this together and more time into it because that's what I wanted to do. And then it became clear that I was going to be disabled i could not return to work i got uh a disability insurance in a in a record time so i don't have to it's not a financial drain 
and I can do this every day, every, all day, and I do. I do like eight to ten of these a week um, because I, I really want to meet some incredible people and and to and to put and, and to make it so. To tell you the one last story, and then I'll then I'll shut up. And that is this: um, in 2003, I had to give it up, and it was the last day that I was going to broadcast, and they let me go on one more time to have a farewell show. And the phone lines, when I announced that we were going to have to go off the air, I was doing two hours a day, five days a week. You guys know you've done a podcast. You know how difficult that can be. Yeah. Uh, so I, was, I was doing, and the phone lines filled up. Um, so we started answering the calls, and people were saying, I can't believe you're going off the air, and they were saying some very nice things. But one, one call in particular... Lady called and said, um, "I'm Jane from Bainbridge Island," and I, and I said, "Hi, Jane. How are you?" And she said, "I just want to tell you, I'm an Alzheimer's caregiver, and Lynn sits here with me every day on your show. You're the only thing that connects to her anymore, and I appreciate everything that you're doing because it makes her so happy." And so I had a nice little chat with, with Lynn, and uh, I'm sure she's – this was 18 years ago. I'm sure she's long past and, and is much better off now. But what that told me, guys, is that the medium that we are doing has the ability to positively impact people that we will never meet. Yeah. Yeah. And that's okay. Yep. Because I can bring people like Dana. I can bring people like Jan. I can bring people like Candace. And even Sky. I can bring people like you into you know, <laughs> world, and they can create. By the way, this guy, I just want to tell you, you have a, you know, a marvelous smile. She uh, does. She does. <laughs> yeah, smile when she smiles. It's my favorite. But, I, but, that's, but that's why this is so important to me and why working with people like you is so important because you can you can change the world. I want to bring you, I want to give you the forum to be able to do that. But Together, we can change the world. Let me put it that way. Thank you. Can I add into Thank that you, with everything Candace was saying? Um, I feel like your mother is patiently waiting here next to me, like just wanting to. <laughs> but I feel like she's like very, um, just very respectful in that space with me. She's like, I'm going to wait here and I'm going to just allow whatever to happen, but I have to speak. <laughs> And so I'm be like, okay, let's bring her in. And as Candace yeah. was talking, um, as Candace was bringing in her information, it was so cute because I saw a glimpse in my mind of, so when my grandmother was alive, she used to make like strawberry freezer jam and it was always in her freezer. And then she always had like Thin Mint cookies or cookies that were in her freezer, which was always like, we kind of always had a joke about her freezing all of her treats. Um, I see your mom go like this and she opens up the refrigerator and she pulls out, she pulls out stuff from her freezer. Do you have any connection with that? I don't know what she's bringing forward with that. Does that make sense with you? Yeah, it does. Cause my sister would make uh, batches of soup. Okay. And, and then she would uh, take it up there, and my mom would put it in the freezer, and then pull out when she wanted to make a dinner or give it to friends, which she often did. Uh, she would pull it out of the freezer. That's the freezer is where she kept a lot of stuff. There's stuff that's older than you that was in that freezer. <laughs> <laughs> that would make sense. I'm like, 
I'm like, I'm not entirely sure why I'm seeing my grandma's stuff in the freezer. Um, but I see her kind of laughing and just being like, like, just she never wanted anything to go to waste. And so she would always, even if it was just like the littlest bit, I feel like she would box it up or she'd put it somewhere and try to eat that like she never wanted anything to go to waste. In that she, she was a depression baby. That meant, yeah. So she, she was born in, in uh, 1930. And so she grew up during the Depression and where they, they had to raise their own food and they had chickens and all that kind of stuff. And, and so she, she, never, she was, never wanted to, to waste a thing her whole life. That makes, yeah, that would make sense with her. And as I was sitting with her, <laughs> like it was almost like I was sitting with her in like this kitchen around the circle table. And we were just kind of like sitting back and forth. But I see her wanting to acknowledge the words that came to my mind is she's laughing and she says that God never let her down. Mm. And for her, that was, like you said, that was such a big part of who she was. And it's like I see her. And so I'm seeing, okay, well, what else do you have to offer with that? And she kind of shows me she crossed over it's like all of a sudden after being reunited with family and friends and all of that, I see her moving into this other space and I see this circle. Like I'm in this grove and I see like this circle of people from all different walks of life and different cultures of people standing in the circle. And I see her go into the center of the circle and I see her really get and understand how each culture was or what they learned or how they connected to their higher power. And so I see her like showing me she's in the circle and is acknowledged by all these different people of different, you know, different ethnic cultures and different religious beliefs and all of that. And I see her showing that like for her, God never let her down. And that was what she needed and what she felt was her comfort and her safety and helped her feel stable. But I see as she stands in the circle, she sees all these other people who had just as amazing journeys for them in total different ways than what she was even open to. And so I just see her wanting to show you this circle of completion and letting you know that for her, she still clings on to those truths that were very distilled within her, but she has a bigger perspective and a bigger respect for other people who have different ways of connecting to the divine, to the universe, to God's energy, to source, to whatever they want to call it. And I see her saying that she never understood it like she understands it now. And I just see her like perspective like this, but she still holds on to that foundation which she felt the most love and sincere space within her. Yeah. But it's like, instead of her having to hold on to this balloon like super close to her, like I'm seeing like Winnie the Pooh with his little red balloon right by her. I see her like <laughs> go up, but she's still holding on to the bottom of the string but her balloon can be up with everyone else and her enjoy that just as much. Does that make sense? Oh, absolutely. She was, uh, well, first of all, God didn't let her down because she, her whole family had mental issues and, and because of the, the, the giving herself over and so forth that, that kept her sane more or less. Um, but she also was, uh, very, very stringent in her views. I tried. Good Lord, I tried. I said, don't get conversations with God. Read that. I'm not going to read that crap. Are you kidding me? I, I, so, she, as a matter of fact, went, 
when she when we found her because uh, she died on a Saturday morning, and we came to her house uh, after we'd been notified and so forth. Uh, she was lying there in bed with the Bible open, right next to her because she read the Bible every day. She went to a Bible class, uh, Bible study, like three or four times a week, that kind of thing. So she was very, very stringent in her views. And I just want her to be clear that that there's more, and which is what I've always said, and the, which which why what Candace said um, at the very early part of this was really cool when she said. There's got to be more than just this, or maybe it was Jen. I think both of you probably said that, and I know I know Dana has too. There's got to be more, and you guys are working to mm-hmm. discover it and giving. And you, Jen, you were right on. And uh, by the way, you are as good as John Edward, if you know who that is. Thank you. I love him, so that mm-hmm. means a lot to me. <laughs> is there a connection <laughs> with a red balloon or Winnie the Pooh for you? Not, to, not that not you're to, aware of. Not that I'm aware of, no. Okay. No. And we can just want to see why that came in. Go ahead. Can I add one more thing? So strong in my no, heart. I'm sorry. I was like, whoa, it's going to just burst. Um, <laughs> the, the, freezer, the freezer, and she didn't want anything to go to waste. I, I really want to connect for a minute and just let you know that just like with the circle in the big picture that she can see things now, I feel like she sees your impact and that her inheritance to you mm-hmm. is an honor to mm-hmm. keep this going and that it's not going to waste. But what she saved and what she did and what she had now passed on to you, she sees that it's going to make a, re- it is making a big difference. And I just feel like she wants to honor you and tell you. Thank you for not wasting that, not wasting what I gave you um, in that and making a difference with it because it it means something to her. Like there's something for her in it that is like, sh- it's partly her impact too because of what yes. you did. And she's so like, she's proud of it. Like, oh, like a trophy almost I see. Like, this is my son and look what he's doing. and. And I had a hand in that and all of that. Like she just, I just keep seeing her like hugging you and thanking you because I, it wasn't easy being the chain breaker in the family and to be a different vibration mm-hmm. and to be a different person in that family. It, you probably felt like an outcast often and um, to be a different vibration in a family, to be a chain breaker. You and I both know what that's like, so. Oh yeah. Well, I and I honor you for the changes that you've gone through in your life, and it's made you who you are today. And it's 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 remarkable. I'm, I I I got to tell you guys, I, I this is this has been a very special episode for me. Um, you guys, you guys are nothing short. And Dana, you, thank you. I thank you oh, from the bottom of my heart. Thank you, Kevin. I feel so honored to be connected. <laughs> women like Sky and Jen and Candace, I just the mirrors they are for me in this life is just, it's incredible. And to, even in this moment, as I watch them in their gifts, there's this part of me, it's like, I'm friends with these ladies. Like I feel so special <laughs> and honored. Like this is, this is who I associate with. I am so lucky. I'm so blessed. 
And I just want to offer gratitude to you, Sky and Jen and Candice and Kevin. Thank you for the journeys you've walked. Thank you for the human uh, experience that you've, the fire that you've walked through to get here because this moment is so beautiful because of the humanness, because of the, the fire, because of the, the heart, the depth that you all have gone to purposely so, which we all know that takes some serious work to look at those shadows and to do that work. It's not an easy feat at all to get to the depths that we have. And so I, I it's like the namaste. I just love you guys. Thank you. Thank you. And I wanted oh, to Dana, love you. Yeah, I wanted to thank you, Dana, for your support and your love and just who you are as an individual. And also Kevin too, thank you. As we talked about the witch wound and also healing that is I feel like a big part of who you are is here to help others embrace that and bring light to it and heal it, even without being aware of it. You brought all of us on here. And this has been healing for all of us as well, of standing in that power, of sharing, of trusting. And it wouldn't be possible if you were to allow that for all the people you invite on to step into that witch wound even more as well. So thank yes. you to both, both of you. <laughs> we know what, I wanted to say you, thank you too. Go ahead, Candace. Oh, I was just going to say, Kevin, that um, what I find so interesting is that along with this witch wound that I feel like is being collected, healed right now, is the ancestral healing because of the epigenetics and the, the coding that is passed down from generation to generation. And they kind of walk hand in hand, you know, this witch wound and ancestral healing work. And a lot of times we talk about the shadow aspect of our ancestors, you know, the, the things that we're healing, the things that we are shifting and moving forward. And one of the things that um, I love that Jen mentioned, or Dana mentioned actually, was um, how you, she feels so connected because her love and her passion for spirit, she feels was past you. And the way that you express it is different. And this was a gift. This is an, an ancestral gift that was given to you. And a lot of times when we talk about ancestral healing, we focus so much on the shadow, that, that part that we're trying to heal, the trauma, the stories, and things like that. But part of ancestral healing, and just as much a part of that ancestral healing, is recognizing the gifts that your family and your ancestors gave you, the things that were passed down from generation to generation, yes. so that way you can expand this and take it to the next level. And so as we heal this witch wound, because we're going through this mass pain, and then we also, what's really being called to so many people is this ancestral work, the things that are being called to be healed here. Um, the whole purpose of it is not for us to just constantly do shadow work, you know, to constantly be in the fire and, and to just always be working to clear this and clear that. I mean, that could be forever, right? The other side of the coin is that it's a huge opportunity for us to embrace our gifts mm -hmm. and to, to take that to the next level and to share that with the world. So, you know, this is one of those moments I, I just want to say thank you to your mother for passing on this beautiful gift to you so that way we can all enjoy it and we can all be able to express our gifts on your platform. You just continue to pass the gifts forward. So thank you so much. We well, you know what's interesting. 
I, I told you that uh, in 2003, I quit my job to do to, to go do radio. And it started off with a show called Spirit Talk. But then that appeared to be too Christian, so we changed it to Positive Talk Radio. I had, I had uh, a gal who's still the best friend of mine today who's a psychic medium. Her name is Kim Miller. She's really, really good, really dynamic at what she does, and tons and tons of other people. And, uh, but it cost me $100,000, my marriage, uh, my house. Uh, I had to declare bankruptcy. I went through a really, really interesting time. Uh, we call it, I, I call it a, a bad country music song. <laughs> um, for for a period of time, and uh, then oh. you know, and I was able to to write the ship and and uh, uh, drive for Metro. But this is this is my heart. This is what this is what I'm called to do. What I'm called to do is to provide a place, a safe place, where people can come and listen to people like you, who can make a difference in their lives if they choose to accept it. If they don't, that's up to them. Uh, but at least we're giving it every opportunity. And that's that's why I'm, I do these for like hours and hours, and I'm so uplifted. I'm I'm feeling better by the time I'm done than when I started. <laughs> I believe it. You know, how that, you know how that is, ladies, is that yeah. you, you, feel, yep. that's how we you feel the energy that, that comes through. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm dedicated. And, and, and uh, Dana was right. Uh, when my mother passed away, there was going to be enough money that I can I can keep this going and and hire somebody which I have done who's a wonderful gal her name is Holly and I can keep this going for at least a year without making any money at it at all maybe two so so that I can do and I can and I can do this five six days a week which I am and uh, um, and can help and can grow the brand and help people and because my goal is to provide Jen and to provide Candace and to provide Dana and Sky, if I ever figure out what you're doing, you too. Um, <laughs> and and to provide you with a place so that so that a hundred thousand people can benefit from what you have to say. Yeah, can we just take a moment, ladies, and just put all of our love and intention and support into Kevin's dream into. We call on angels, beings in service of light and love from everywhere and anywhere to support him, support his dream, support Positive Talk Radio, to bless this journey, to remove any obstacles that may come up, that this needs to be successful and grow into something that can and will change the world. And to be the dream that he has in his heart, just fully support and send all of your love and energy to him to his shows to the people that come on may they be blessed to say what they they need to say and to speak truth and to share their positivity and to make a difference in the world so we're calling on that and anything else candace or jen or sky that you feel to add We now surround this whole project with love and light and the world with love and light. May all that listen be relieved of suffering and may see things from a different perspective to know that you're here for a reason at this time of history to create a shift to lead this new way 
fully awake as a multidimensional being. May all be blessed who listen today. And we say this in the name of our beloved own, and so it is. I think just adding in to have ancestors of those who are going to be benefited by Kevin's conversations that they bring, they bring his word to them effortlessly, effortlessly and easily so that his reach is far greater as we surrender to our ancestors and great spirit that they can provide people, prepare them to be a part of this amazing project as well. I love it. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, man. And so it is. Uh, and so I, it is. <laughs> <laughs> I'm eternally humble. I, I really am. Because uh, it's never been about me. I don't, I, I don't care about uh, any of that. I just want to make people like you make it possible for us to work together to collectively use our energy to, to create something remarkable. And uh, yes. um, that's 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 my that's my mission. That's why I'm here. We support you. Thank you, hundred percent. And I thank you guys. This is this I this is this is not supposed to be all about me. I'm sorry. <laughs> but it was a little bit today, and that's perfect. Because yes. you're leading this, Kevin. You're leading this movement. It's the number three. Yeah. It's your connection to your heart. It's you being filled. So then fill others. Yep. Well, and I, and I thank you. So I thank you. Sky, what do you think? <laughs> <laughs> I just feel honored to have somehow gotten on this call. <laughs> I love it. I love that you're here. Your presence is so amazing. I love wow. it. <laughs> well, oh and what, and what you guys don't know is when she was in the, uh, it's kind of, kind of the back room. I can see her, and she can hear you, but she couldn't see you or interact with you. She was laughing and having a good time just listening. So, and <laughs> Amy, and by the way, Amy is still with us. So, um, Amy, you're now you know in the ch in the chat. No, thank you so much. Thank you for letting me be here. Thank you. Amy, I have to say. You're here for a reason. Oh and, my gosh, I feel that a hundred percent. And so you were you you were destined to be here today so that you can use it for good. Yeah. Thank you. And we dedicate all of that divine light that we just channeled to Kevin's dream, to your dream too, Amy. I just Thank want you, you so to much. open up and receive it, that you may have all the support that you need, be guided, directed that the way will be made clear and that that divine guidance will come and those books will come and you will, you will make a difference in the lives of children. The next generation no. will be different because of you, Amy. So thank just you, remember that. You. And stay through your creations and what you're doing with your beautiful creativity and your handbags and your line and your business, like all of that to you too. Open up, receive it. We love you. So grateful. Oh, thank you so much. And uh, Amy, it's, it says here that your book is going to be published in February of 22. Yeah. Yeah. You uh, like all those angel numbers? 222. Yes. Look at those numbers. Yeah. For, me, it's, for me, it's 1111. Oh, uh, cool. Is, is, but 
But in any event, um, before Hi. you before you're published and, and you have a timeline, uh, can I book you on the show? Yes. Oh my, oh my goodness! I I <laughs> wow. Just say yes. Oh my goodness. Well, I wouldn't I wouldn't even show my face today because I'm in cleaning mode and I'm in a hat and <laughs> so <laughs> so thank you. Yes, I would be so honored. Oh my gosh. Thank you. Wow. So so Dana Dana's Yep. Dana's part of our family now. So 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 Dana will hook up with you and we'll and we'll get you scheduled. And by the way, wow. You guys, if there's anybody else that you feel that uh, you would like us to to book on this show, uh, especially, uh, I I want to make Think Energy to be the biggest uh, metaphysical show in the world. Uh, and so, if there's anybody else that you think would be a good fit, uh, talk to Dana and uh, and we'll and and we'll book them and and stuff because I'd like to do three or four or five hours of this week. Um, yeah. So just just for fun. So. Okay. Beautiful. So thank you. Ladies, thank you, does Scott. anybody does anybody all right? We gotta go now, but before we go, I'm sure somebody's gotta use the restroom by now. But <laughs> before we go now, I want to go in uh clockwise order, at least my clockwise, and start with Jen. I, I would like each of you to have a closing thought so that you can tell our audience anything you'd like them to know. Jen? I think that during this holiday season, especially those going through grief of a loved one being gone or having first holidays without somebody as well, I think that it's so important to know that you're not alone and that your ancestors are here, their spirit's here to be with you. And so even if you wanna light a candle, set the intention of your ancestors to be with you during this holiday season, um, cause upon power so that you can feel them actively engaged in your space, even if they're not physically there. And they want to be a part of this. So please invite them. And as you set that attention, you're co-creating the spirit. So you're opening up the space for them to be with you even more. Mm -hmm. Candace? Yes. The thought that came to my mind um, is that whoever is listening, it is time to rise. Mm. We hope that this triggers an awakening in you. And I know it feels vulnerable to trust into your gifts of spirit, to move forward on your passion, but it's time and the world needs you. And you are fully supported by your soul tribe. Mm. And look at us. We didn't think it was possible, but look what we're doing. And there is no greater joy to be a channel for spirit, to help serve, to help uplift the world. So my message to all that is listening is it's time. Dana? The message that I feel to share is um, going back to the wildflowers, embrace the wild, embrace the wild, the beauty of the wild that is this life and release resistance and story of the old ways. It's time, it's time to let go of old ways, let go of old stories, let go of old programmings and ideas of my life is only worth it if it looks this certain way, or I'm only good if I'm this. It's time to let go, you're good, you're enough. 
your love, your joy, your beautiful, just the way you are, even in your deepest hurts and emotions and the experience or feelingness of brokenness, you are beautiful. You are beautiful. All of those emotions, all of those human experiences, they're just experiences. They don't mean anything negative about you. So step into that space of allowing and remembering, remembering you, the essence of you. You're not your emotions. You're not your thoughts. Get in touch with you. It's time to let go and to feel and to get in touch with you again. Sky, I know we kind of sucked you in here, so you don't have to, but if you'd like to say something, feel free. Um, I just think it's amazing when, you know, you let life kind of bring you these little beautiful moments and like open up paths. And um, it just so happened that like Dana invited me on this call and it like, I usually am not available at this time and like, pretty random that i imagine that yeah i know i it's just, it's just life is just so beautiful that way you know mm. um and i just think it's wonderful to be open to that to mm. every day to say what what's the miracle that life's going to present to me today because mm. there always is one mm. it's beautiful i love that well said amy i sucked you in too so you don't have to <laughs> Well, I, I do want I want to echo what Sky said, and I just feel um, that how does it get better than this, right? It just um, being present to whatever that was that just called me into this call today. I mean, I really literally saw it last minute, <clears throat> so I didn't have time to um, present myself. <laughs> Not being seen, but I just have such great gratitude for um messages i've received today and um it, it it really helps me to move forward and my grandmother's been telling me for years to write books and i finally caved in and now and now you're telling me books plural so here we go here we go <laughs> here we go it's time uh, thank yes. you thank you it's going to be fun for you. You're going to have a good time. It's going to be a journey, I'll tell you. <laughs> and uh, Dana Parker, I would like to thank you for because you are really ultimately responsible, you know, for bringing everybody here. Um, I, you know, we we made a connection, and that's how spirit works. You make a connection, and then somebody, then that's just a natural progression after that. And I think it was Jen who said it earlier, and it will be easy. And it's just easy to do. Yes, to that. And I just love the fact that you wear your emotions on your sleeve, your love on your sleeve, you provide it, and you give it freely to everybody who asks. And I just, I think that's really cool. So if you guys, if you guys will wait right there for just a second, I got to do this, and then uh, I'll be right back. Hey, and thanks for listening to this episode all the way to the end. Hey, pretty cool. Hey, don't forget to follow us so you can receive regular updates and new posts. And remember, take care of each other because each other's all we've got. See you next time on My Independence Report.